Hello, and welcome to the Married Christian Sex Podcast, a ministry of MarriedChristianSex.com, which is written by Elle Fury and Sexy Corte. My name is Mr. Blank, and I'm your host for the podcast. Today's episode is titled, Bondage for Beginners. And if you search for that term on the website, you'll find the blog post that goes with this episode. If this marriage ministry is beneficial to you, please share it with one of your friends. It seems like there's a lot of interest in bondage these days, and a lot of couples are experimenting with stuff they never would have thought of before. If you've never tried anything like this, you may be wondering what the big deal is. Why would anyone want to be restrained during sex? Well, we know nothing about the BDSM scene, so we can't speak very broadly. But we can tell you in one word why Sexy Corte and I periodically enjoy adding some light bondage to our sexy time. Vulnerability. To understand bondage, let's talk first about the goal, then the methods, and then why it's fun. The goal is simple. Voluntarily restrain one spouse to enhance his or her vulnerability and submission. It seems most common for the wife to be restrained, but I've had Sexy Corte tie me down and tease me, and it was lots of fun. Usually, though, it's me restraining her. The purpose of the restraint is to give control of your body to your spouse, not to be painful or uncomfortable. Submitting to bondage is a huge demonstration of trust to your spouse because it puts your naked body into their control and makes you supremely vulnerable. The bondage benefits both the dominant and the submissive spouse by giving the dominant person permission to act and the submissive person permission to let go. The various toys described later in this podcast are only used to accent the submission that has already been agreed to. There are limitless methods of bondage, but they generally share a few common features. Number one, nakedness. The submissive spouse will usually be restrained naked, or at least with her sexy bits exposed. Being naked with your spouse is already a big show of trust, and being restrained kicks it up a notch. Number two, hand restraint. Often the submissive's hands are restrained to prevent her from protecting herself. Here I speak with air quotes, because of course nothing should be happening against the submissive's desires. Hands can be restrained above the head, for example, tied to the headboard, behind the back, in front, for front-to-back positions, or even attached to the ankles. Hand restraint is probably the most common element of light bondage. Get those hands out of the way. Number three, leg restraint. Legs, ankles, and knees can be restrained to keep the wife's legs spread or to prevent movement in general. Leg restraint is an important element of position restraint and orgasm control. Number four, head restraint. Head or neck restraint could be uncomfortable or even dangerous. This isn't something that we do. Number five, eye restraint. Covering the submissive's eyes can add another layer of trust and enhance vulnerability. Using a blindfold can really make extended foreplay exciting. Number six, mouth restraint. Sometimes you just want to hear your spouse moan with pleasure instead of talk. Sometimes talking is distracting. Taking away the option to talk can be liberating for the person who is restrained. Always be sure that anyone whose mouth is covered can breathe freely and can signal a desire to stop if necessary. Number seven, position restraint. A combination of restraints can be used to hold the submissive spouse in a certain position, say for spanking. This can be critical for orgasm delay and multiple orgasms, which we'll talk about in a little bit. 
So what are the actual toys or devices that can be used for bondage play? Well, almost anything you can imagine can be incorporated, but here I'm going to talk about a few ideas. Each of these items could probably support a podcast episode of its own. I'll do my best to describe the items, but if you want to see pictures, I recommend that you look up the Bondage for Beginners post on the blog. First are wedge pillows. These are triangular pillows that you can stack on each other or on your bed to help position the submissive spouse. Sexy Corte and I enjoy these quite a bit, and they often include attachments for things like handcuffs. We use some padded strips with Velcro for closures and plastic clips that can be attached together or to the wedge pillows. We've tried metal cuffs in the past, but they're quite uncomfortable if you're laying on them. Another toy to look into is called an under-the-mattress restraint system. This is a set of straps that you position under your mattress, and they have arm and leg restraints that can be pulled up onto the top of the mattress when you want to use them. The cuffs can be tucked under the mattress when not in use. These are especially useful if you don't have a headboard suitable for tying to. Of course, there are blindfolds. You can buy one as a sleeping aid, or if you want to improvise, you can use a necktie or panties. Gags can be similarly improvised, or you could buy one specially made for that purpose. Another toy that we use periodically is called a sex swing. We have one that can be quickly hung in a door frame and can be used for a ton of positions. It looks complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's not too hard to get in and out. Next up is a device called a spreader bar. It has cuffs for the ankles and a long, rigid bar that holds them apart. This can be used in many positions, including standing, but it isn't great for missionary position. You can even make one at home with a wooden dowel and some eye screws. Keep those legs apart. Pull-up bars can be mounted in a doorway and used as a restraint point for securing someone in a standing position. Of course, they're also great for doing pull-ups and getting ripped. One of the most important toys that we found for bondage is a vibrator. There are many different kinds, but we find an egg vibrator to be the most versatile. We tend to buy cheap ones for just around $7 from Amazon and replace them once or twice a year when they wear out. We also keep rechargeable batteries in our bedroom. A wand vibrator can also be useful for longer duration games or when you need more reach. You may also enjoy a remote-controlled vibrator that you can use under your clothes. And finally, one of the most versatile tools of bondage is simple rope. If you're interested in a lot more information about how to do rope bondage, look up the post on our blog called Intro to Shibari, Japanese Rope Bondage. It has some awesome ideas. Finally, let me point out that you don't actually need any toys at all. If the submissive spouse is willing and able to simply obey commands from the dominant spouse, you'll be able to position her however you want. Let's talk a little bit about why bondage is fun. First of all, intimacy. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, the essence of bondage is vulnerability, and vulnerability is the key to intimacy. Bondage will teach you new things about your spouse's mind and body. Bondage will let you explore new levels of sexual trust. Bondage exposes you to each other in amazing ways. Number two, passion. Let's face it, there can be something hot about dominating your spouse or submitting to his or her will. Maybe your sex is normally gentle and loving, and bondage lets you get a little rougher and more physically intense. Number three, foreplay. Bondage requires time to execute. And all of that time can be used as foreplay, focused on the spouse being bound.
Number four, orgasm delay, also known as teasing or edging. When the submissive spouse is free to move, she can position her body just the right way to reach orgasm. But bondage can take away that ability and give control to the dominant spouse. It can be extremely difficult for a person to willingly back off from an orgasm when it's close. But when using bondage, the dominant spouse can pull back and keep the submissive spouse right on the edge without going over. This can make the orgasm incredibly powerful when it eventually comes. For more information on this topic, go to the blog and search for our post on edging, prolonged stimulation for huge orgasms. Number five, multiple orgasms. After a woman orgasms, her clitoris may become intensely sensitive, such that further stimulation is uncomfortable. If her hands and legs are free, she may push the stimulation away for relief. However, if she is bound, such as she can't, quote, protect, unquote, her clitoris, her husband can continue with the stimulation and bring her to multiple orgasms. Sexy Corte describes these as an unending plateau of orgasm, rather than the peak and descent of the normal experience. They're also quite exhausting, so this probably isn't something you'll do every day. As a husband, giving my wife multiple orgasms is one of my absolute favorite things. Number six, fantasy. Bondage can be used as an element of fantasy or role-playing. It feels naughty, and once you're in the naughty mindset, you can free yourself to try some things that you normally wouldn't. He's the villain, and she's the kidnapped princess. She's the super spy, and he's the captured rogue agent who knows where the bomb is hidden. Let your imaginations run wild. Number seven, exploration. Sometimes it's hard to ask for our sexual desires, even when the marriage has good communication. Bondage can be an avenue for exploring desires that are difficult to speak out loud, but perhaps easier to request non-verbally while in the moment. New experiences can help break old habits, and you're already feeling naughty, right? Number eight, escapism. Maybe it's a minor form of dissociation, but bondage can be a form of escapism from everyday life into a secret world of sex with your spouse that no one else ever knows about. Number nine, novelty. Bondage introduces a myriad of new sexual options, new ways to play, new positions, new toys, new games, and maybe even some new desires. In the end, bondage should be fun and promote intimacy and vulnerability in your marriage. As always, enthusiasm and responsiveness will ensure that you get the most from your sexual experience. So there's our thoughts on how to introduce light bondage into your marriage. We hope this episode is a blessing to you. Please join us at MarriedChristianSex.com to ask a question or share your ideas. Provided by Cunning Gnome under the Creative Commons license.